Yeah, so this is the ninth episode of True North Witches podcast. And because of everything going on in the States, um, I know a couple of our our podcasts that we listen to um, have been respectful and uh, not put out a podcast uh, this week. Um, I know one specifically um, has not. Um, we are still going to put our podcast out, um, but we have geared it a little differently um, than any of our other podcasts. Um, so we did have like a specific plan, but like after everything that went on, um, we did want to like change it up. So um, I'm going to be talking about protection, witchy and other um, especially for our, our listeners who potentially are um, neck deep in the protest kind of thing. So we have a bit about that. I will be um, talking about graveyard dirt, um, but um, a, and a little bit more um, less in depth than I wanted it to be, but more geared towards um the protection and other uses for it rather than the um what it is and how it came to be um so me and brooke um obviously are we we live in canada so um we do see the injustice that happens here on on a daily basis um we obviously don't know everything that's gone on in the states so we can't possibly know everything but we do know what we see in the media, what we see on TikTok, um, and what, you know. Instagram, any social media. And we want our listeners to know, and like any potential um, future listeners to know, because this obviously is going to be something that's posted, and people who maybe start a podcast a year or so from now, they're going to hear this. Um, We may not be there, we may not be in the thick of it, but like, we see you, we hear you, and we support you. And we understand that um, all lives won't matter until black lives matter. Cause I know that that's a huge debate right now too. And um, we stand with you. We raise our fists with you and we hope that um, cause you know, things have to be really screwed up when the Amish get involved in the protests and our fellow witches are getting involved. Uh, I myself have made uh, protection jars for our, like in support of the protesters um, to protect from like physical harm um, and any negativity that is sworn towards them. And uh, it's very intention based because uh, we aren't there. Uh, we can't, we can't physically, physically be there and, and support you and rally with you and protest with you. Um, but we're doing what we can from afar. We are with you in spirit rather than physically. Uh, and that also means that if any of our listeners who are dealing with this uh, need someone to reach out to, need someone to talk to, we are always here and we are always willing to listen. Um, so reach out if you need to. So, so we're recording this on June 4th. Uh, so June 5th is our full moon. Um, and I know and myself. I can get a lot about into that, that full moon because it's more than just the full moon. But I will get into that um after the podcast so that um, uh, it doesn't kind of ghost over what we're trying to 
project here. Yeah. Um, so with that, like with the full moon being tomorrow, um, it's a, it's a great time to do that intention-based work. I'm going to hopefully be posting something about it today on Facebook, on our Facebook or TikTok. Um, both. Both. <laughs> um, just some ideas to kind of put those um, intentions of protection and um, staying safe into the atmosphere. Uh, there is a collective going around um, that's being posted on all of the which social media sites that we do follow uh, that everyone uh, is around 7 p.m. meditating together and pushing our intentions into the world, whether it be hexing or protection or um, just the safety of our friends and family. Um, so I know this is, this will be like Monday when you hear it or Tuesday, um, but we will hopefully be, we'll be participating in that tomorrow. And like I said, I'll post about it on our social media sites just to hopefully get you guys involved too. Okay. Um, and I know that Steph and I talked about it too um, together, <laughs> not with any of you guys, but um, because of everything going around. And I know it's not a lot, but uh, we would like to uh, have uh, one full minute of silence on this podcast that I will not be uh, editing out um, for those lives um, that have been, not only that have been lost, but that have been affected uh, with everything going on. Um, so if you would like to join us uh, in that minute of silence, um, we can we uh, will start that now. Okay, so I know we had a big heavy, and this is still going to be a fairly big heavy uh, episode, but uh, we are, we will make it up to you on another episode, hopefully. Um, so right now, I know Steph wants to start, and she is going to start with protection. Um, so the reason I also start with, uh, like, I'm starting with protection that I want to talk about protection with this um, episode and with everything going on is me and Brooke are very um, empathic. So when things get crazy and there's all this bad juju in the air, um, we feel it. We like we feel the shift in energy. Um when it gets crazy like this. 
uh, not just on a one on one basis when we meet different people. Um, And my husband never really understands because he's like, I just don't understand how how you're emotional about it all. And it's hard for someone to understand if they don't um, have the same empathic abilities that you do. Because you, you, you feel, you feel the pain and the tragedy that's going on in the world. And it's, it's hard to stomach sometimes. Um, so some of the, like the witchy stuff is really to protect yourself and to um, put those protective like vibes into the universe. So the first thing I, I'm going to mention is herbs that are associated with protection. Um, some herbs that are associated are anise, basil, bay leaf, black pepper, cayenne, cloves, coriander, cumin, dill, fennel, garlic, leeks, lime, marjoram, rosemary, salt, coconut, blueberry. All of these herbs are, um, I added to the list, they're all uh, easy stuff to get. Um and if you trust your gut, you'll know exactly what to use them for or put them in uh, when it comes to a spell jar. Isn't that called intuition? Uh, intu- yeah. <laughs> that other um, lovely I word. Um, so, some crystals that are good for protection is smoky quartz, fluorite, black obsidian, amethyst, which is my pride and joy, yes. fire, agate, jetstone, jasper, and a black tourmaline, which is an empath's best friend. Yes, it is. I have a giant chunk. I have a couple of chunks. I have some scattered in my purse. <laughs> the necklace I wear. It's, a, it's everywhere. I have traded out my black tourmaline for my shungite for, for my purse because I feel like that has a bigger punch. It does. It does. Um, so I made some protection gel or jars yesterday. Um, at my new workstation. Ooh. I have a desk now. It's really great. <laughs> so I've named my protection jar, um, my protester's protection jar. And um, what I've put in it is uh, Rose of Jericho water, because it's considered holy water, blessed water, that kind of thing. And I have a Rose of Jericho. So, I mean, got to use it. Moon water, rosemary, basil, marjoram, and I also put oils in it, peppermint, myrrh, lemon, and cinnamon. Uh, Cinnamon is um, a spell booster, so uh, I add that to literally everything I do. (laughs) A bay leaf with writing that said, protect the protesters from physical harm. Um, And I also added, um, which is black salt. Not to be confused. Yeah, not to be consumed with like black salt that you can eat. This is the stuff that you can't eat. <laughs> I added that in there. Um, and of course, uh, when it comes to spells or any ritual work, uh, your intention needs to be everything. So I said um, a little chant in my head that I no longer remember because it was 14 hours ago. Uh, but I said it the entire time I was doing my spell jars and I focused that intention and Threw it into the universe. That big <laughs> I word. Yeah, it's kind of, it's important. It is. <laughs> it's important. Um, so, to the stuff that's not so witchy, 
Um, because with like with witchy stuff, rituals, chants, spell jars, spells. I have a spell I'll be posting on uh, our social media pages that I'm doing tomorrow. Um, which is really great. I just can't pull it up uh, right now uh, because if I do, it will cause uh, technical malfunctions uh, with our podcast. <laughs> so I'll have to post that later. Uh, for our, our friends uh, on the other side of the river, so to speak, um, who are dealing with the uh, police and government lashing out at you, you can also do hexes. Not that I generally like to do, like that's not the first thing I like to do, but you know, do no harm, but take no shit. So if you do no harm, take no shit. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it's as easy as that. Yeah. Um, So if you guys are going to the protests and like interacting that way, um, we obviously want you guys to keep safe. Um, So if you're going, leave children and your pets at home. Um, there have been some scary videos of animals, uh, like dogs, um, that people are bringing with them, their dogs to the protests and them getting seriously hurt. Um, and I've seen several videos of children being pepper sprayed. Now, being um, the profession that I am, and I work very closely and heavily with children, it obviously enrages me. <laughs> so as much as your children want to be there and support and uh, raise their fists with you, it's just not safe for them. Keep them home, keep them safe with a relative, uh, babysitter, whoever you trust. Um, and if you're going, make sure, like, because with the tear gas and everything, it sticks to everything. Um, if Make sure you're wearing long sleeves, face masks, eye protection. Um, bring milk because that helps with um, pepper spray and tear gas. Or is it just tear gas? I think both. Um, A lot of people have put on a lot of tutorial videos on um, how to wear shirts a certain way, um, like soak shirts a certain way to protect you from tear gas and pepper spray. Um, Obviously, wear like as much clothing as possible, even though it's hot. Keep yourself protected because those rubber bolts can cause some serious damage. Wear high boots. No sandals. Um, write contacts on your arm. Keep money on you for bail in case, in case you do get arrested. And um, keep your other protesters safe by not posting on social media while you're out there. Because they've been, apparently, there's been some stuff happening with people go, or police going through that stuff as well. And arresting people hours later. Oh, so, fun. yeah. Um, because of my addiction to TikTok, I have seen some really horrific stuff. Um, I've seen the full video of what happened to George Floyd, and that brought me to tears because um, it was horrific. And I like, understand why everything is happening the way it is now. I really do. Um, but we want you guys to keep safe. Hopefully some of the stuff I've said helps you. But I think it's time for how to protect yourself with graveyard dirt. Okay. So, um, I'm not going to do this in my usual format of, like, property, like, magical properties and things like that, and then tell you the website that I got it from, because each and every website is different. Um, 
you have different perspectives from each. So I'm going to warn you now, you may hear me repeat myself, um, but that's because some things are similar and some things are different. And um, you take from what it what you want. Um, one uh, very good um, example of that is one site I read had... Um, Um, substitutions for graveyard dirt if you didn't want to use graveyard dirt and then another website I looked at said there are no substitutions for graveyard dirt I wonder if it has anything to do with intention <gasps> intention and um, there's some people you know who don't like that aspect of it so they've come up with other aspects of it but yes it is all about intention and what you feel so if you feel that the graveyard dirt is the thing that will do the thing then get the graveyard <laughs> dirt if you feel that it's the thing to do the thing get the thing <laughs> exactly um always be respectful um that's what i'm reading across the board always be respectful when you're doing it not only to the grave um, that you're getting it from, but to the graveyard, to the um, to the watch guard, um, like the spiritual watch guard, gatekeeper, I think that would be called. Yeah. Um, but let's get into it. So uh, this little piece comes from moodymoons.com, and it says... Uh, graveyard dirt, how to use it in witchcraft and magic. And it goes along the lines like this. While the term sounds off-putting, uh, many magical spells, both ancient and modern, call for it. From Egyptian witchcraft to the practice of voodoo in the Americas, this strange but useful magical tool makes an appearance in spells from around the world. Now, I would like to note that voodoo is a closed practice, so if you don't, aren't invited into it, such didn't grow up in it, um, that's not for you. But yeah, it's some heavy stuff. Like, don't, don't, don't fuck with that unless you're being taught. Exactly. Um, choosing a grave. Uh, select a grave site <laughs> with meaning to you and your practice. Um, example: If you want to use dirt, the dirt. For protection spells, the grave of your relative who worked as a police officer, and I know that's at the moment a trigger word, but um, worked as a police officer in life makes a great choice. Uh, from the resting place of a successful banker uh, works well um, for spells to guard uh, your financial assets. Uh, if you maintained a close personal relationship with the deceased in life, great. All the better. If you maintained that relationship in death, either by caring for the site, bringing flowers, or honoring them yearly at suet. Collecting graveyard dirt. Uh, there's nothing especially odd or disrespectful about planting flowers at a gravesite. Although I would like to premise this with... Um, check with the groundskeeper um, to make sure um, if there are any restrictions or anything about in-ground planting. Um, I mean, you can also give, you know, like regular 
cut flowers as well. Um, but the planting of a flower at the grave uh, gives you a natural excuse to dig in the ground and an easy, discreet way to deposit some of the dirt into a small container. It also fulfills your obligation to leave an offering or token of respect to the deceased. Honoring the memory of the occupant is just common sense. You're asking for their favors, so show some kindness in return. Appropriate gifts to the dead include libations of wine or liquor, coins or flowers. Um, and this is the one, I think this is the only website I found with the alternatives, but this is the one that it was specifically talking about. So alternatives and substitutes are patchouli leaf. Uh, dried and ground is generally considered the most traditional substitute for graveyard dirt. Uh, coffee grounds, but they do say to use high quality grounds for the best results. And that's something you can easily get um, in the mundane world, should I say. Mm -hmm. Ground cinnamon, again, the higher the quality is recommended um, for things like this. Um, but if you are a broke witch and only get your cinnamon from the dollar store, I'm sure they would be okay with that as well. Um, as long as the intention oh, what? is there. Ah! <laughs> um, there, um, they have a list of 10 ways to use graveyard dirt, and it can be included in Suin rituals uh, to honor the dead. You can sprinkle some around the perimeter of your magical circle to include the spirits of your, uh, your ancestors in your ritual. Communicating with the dead. Uh, if you plan to try a tarot spread to communicate with a loved one beyond the grave, put the dirt into a small uh, drawstring bag and store it with your tarot cards for a full moon cycle. During the dark moon, draw the cards and then read. Uh, you can do uh, at the crossroads. So crossroads magic is another thing I really want to talk about because I love the imagery of crossroads magic. Um, no, for all you supernatural fans, you are not summoning a demon. But, Damn. <laughs> but there are many spells and things, including this one, um, that can be done at a crossroads um, that are beneficial. Um, crossroads magic, like I said, is its own thing. Um, Leave some graveyard dirt at a crossroads when trying to decide between two paths in life. Assign one path to symbolize one option and one path to symbolize the other. Once you make a decision, walk down your chosen path and sprinkle graveyard dirt to seal off, in quotes, uh, second guesses or regrets. And then you can walk away and don't look back. Easy as that. Fall season, sprinkle graveyard dirt in your home garden to honor the cycle of life and encourage the dead to come back in the form of your crop. Uh, lovely for people who believe in reincarnation. Uh, and in protection spells. So add to protection um, sachets to provide an extra punch. 
uh, new beginnings. Death gives way to new life. If you're starting a new chapter in your life, select an object that represents your past circumstances and bury it with the dirt to put your old situation behind you for uh, as a little ritual for closure. Um, ending a romantic relationship. Sometimes ex-lovers uh, declare, you are dead to me. Uh, a quieter, more private declaration is usually much more honest and effective. Gather your mementos of the relationship, build a fire, burn them, and then extinguish it with graveyard dirt. Uh, you can use it in mourning. Uh, you can leave a small jar of dirt from a recently deceased loved one on the altar during your mourning period to honor their memory and keep them close to your heart. Uh, it is used in covens um, in their rituals to signify a change in leadership, a breakaway from a larger group, or the ending of an era in the coven's history. You can also use it for home protection. Uh, you can walk the perimeter of your home and sprinkle a little dirt on all the corners to protect it from dark entities, unwanted spirits, and negative, entity, uh, negative energy. Um, maybe... This is not part of this, but um, you, some people I know I've seen um, some spells. I think I saw one, I believe it was in that 500 spells book um, yeah. where they mix it with salt and cascarilla powder to do something very similar with it for home protection. Yes. Um, so this next segment that I have is from learnreligions.com, and um, it starts with uh, how to use graveyard dirt in pagan magic and rituals. The use of graveyard dirt isn't all that odd in some magical traditions. In certain forms of folk magic, for example, the magical connection of the dirt to the deceased person buried beneath it is more significant than it's being from a grave. Uh, graveyard dirt from the grave of someone you loved can be used in love magic, while dirt from the burial site of a very wicked person might be incorporated into malevolent workings or curses. Ooh. Yes. In other words, grave dirt is a physical object that some people believe possess the traits of the person it was used to bury. Um, so its historical uses, ancient texts indicate that the ancient Egyptians may have used dirt and other items from funeral sites, such as bones, as part of their magical practices, uh, particularly when it came to matters of cursing and necromancy. I have a quote here, though, from Professor David H. Brown of Emory University. Um, he writes about such practices in the context of African-American uh, folk magic uh, in Conjure slash Doctors, an explanation, exploration of a Black uh, discourse in American antebellum to 1940. That's the name of the book. Not <laughs> I said, I, yes. <laughs> uh, if graveyard dirt could be used to serve uh, individual goals and possibly to harm authority, uh, to harm 
Authorities within the slave quarters, on the other hand, according to Jacob Stroyer, used to serve uh, the collective ends of social control. Thieves were presented with a mixture of water and graveyard dirt, and here the double-edged understanding of the substance is thrown into relief, while the warning that they would burn in hell if they had, in fact, stolen. Hmm. Um, (laughs) However, it wasn't just negative magic where the dirt came in handy. In fact, its use in love magic and protection spells has been documented among the communities of enslaved Africans in the Americas. And I have another quote here. Gotta find my spot, sorry. Um, According to Jesus C. Villa in his thesis, African Healing in Mexican Curandurismo. And I do apologize if I have butchered that. That was not my intention. I just... (laughs) uh, So, um, out of that thesis, it says that enslaved Africans also used grave dirt in erotic and commanding medicine. One enslaved African woman named Mariana uh, confided to a friend that the earth in her bag was from a grave and that she used it to give men in order that they may love me uh, in 1650 CE. Another another enslaved African named Mariana was accused of serving her slave owners powders, powders of roasted bats and grave dirt in order to tie them or prevent them from mistreating her. So where to obtain dirt? It would be easy to just meander into the local cemetery with a trowel and a bag and start scooping. But it's better to be more respectful than this. First and foremost, it's important to choose a gravesite correctly. Uh, the best choice is to, uh, to use dirt from the grave of someone you knew in life, such as a family member or friend who's passed away. If the person is someone you cared very much about and who is a ma- uh, positive impact on your life, dirt from this grave uh, could be used in a number of positive magical workings. The second option would be to use the Use dirt from the grave of someone who you may not have known personally, but who is known to you. For example, soil from a famous writer's grave could be used to inspire a creative spark. Earth from a grave of a wealthy person might be incorporated into a spell for prosperity. Or like um, graveyard dirt from a known uh, person who was a witch in life, like known. That'd be some powerful stuff right there. Oh, yeah. Like going to um, New Orleans Rome, or or Massachusetts, yeah, Salem, yeah. So this is still the last little bit of LearnReligions.com. Uh, no matter whose grave you choose to collect dirt from, it's important that you do so in a respectful and honorable manner. Ask permission first, and if you begin to feel uneasy, as though the person buried beneath you is unhappy about what you're doing, then stop. It's also a good idea to leave an offering or a small token of appreciation. Only take a small amount of dirt, no more than a handful. Finally, be sure to thank uh, to say thank you when you are finished. 
So basic, like, common courtesy type of things. Be respectful. Yes, always. And then, I mean, that's a running theme throughout all of these, the thing, the information that I have. Um, so always be respectful. Um, this next excerpt that I have comes from Sacred Hands Coven dot wordpress.com so it's not a just dot com graveyard dirt can be used by itself as an ingredient in goofer dust or in combination with poppets or other magical items to serve the need of the individual witch what's goofer dust let's get it from the raven conspiracy so the raven conspiracy says it is a mixture of sulfur salt um, skin or head of a venomous steak, dried and ground, black pepper, and graveyard dirt. Ooh. Um, you can also add, if you wish, red pepper, ground bones, ground insects, sage, mullen, or anvil dust. Hmm. But that's just from one source. So again, look it up. But uh, that's what I found when I typed in goofer dust. Um, so here is where I remember when I said that some people say that alternatives can happen and some say that don't, um, this one is the one that says it doesn't like completely. So in the past, some people typically ones who have never studied hoodoo or natural root work, especially some witches of the Wiccan variety speak against it. Uh, some have written articles stating that certain, a certain herb, or mixture of herbs can take the place of actual graveyard dirt. And this is in bolded letters. It says, this is blatantly untrue. When a recipe calls for graveyard dirt, you need to use actual graveyard dirt. There is no appropriate substitution for it, regardless of what others may try to tell you. Now, my personal opinion is... <laughs> not that. Not that. If you are working a spell and you notice that it has graveyard dirt and you don't have time to go out, uh, be respectful and things like that, your best option would be to use your intention on one of the alternatives that you can find. Um, that's that's just, just a personal opinion. <laughs> that's just, just personal. Just personal opinion. Uh, graveyard dirt is not that hard to collect as long as you follow the proper procedures. It is a simple matter of finding a graveyard and choosing a grave to collect the dirt from while being respectful and giving offerings and payment. This is crucial as you are thereby honoring the spirit whose grave you have chosen. Consider it as a... Uh, I don't even Reco know Recompense. Thank you for their working on your behalf. Not following these rules may cause side effects to your spells. One effect may be as simple as the spell failing to work. One effect may be the spell backfiring on the casting witch. Another may be as complex as the spirit working actively against you in a variety of ways. Should the spirit decide you are rude or offensive when taking dirt from their resting place? Anything in between is possible as well, so choose wisely and always be respectful to the deceased it's a good uh, psa right there yeah be certain to check local ordinances about the best times to visit the graveyard some graveyards are closed to the public during certain hours 
and it may be hard to explain what you are doing if stopped during restricted hours by a groundskeeper or officer of the law. If your area typically has ordinances against digging in cemeteries, you may be bring a potted plant or potted flowers to quote-unquote plant as a portion of your offerings. In most areas, no one will think twice if they see someone planting a gift in a grave. Yes, both of those plantings had quotation marks. Mm. Before you begin, make certain that you are justified in the use of your graveyard dirt. After all, graveyard dirt magic is not simply using the dirt. It is used to employ the spirit of the one buried for your purposes. Uh, if the spell is petty or if the need is inconsequential, the spirit may be offended if called to action for such a spell. Second, if you plan to use the grave of a stranger, take time to research if there is a specific stranger's grave that would be best for your purposes, such as if avenging yourself for a specific crime committed against you, search out someone whose spirit may have been a victim of that particular crime prior to their death. Third, explain what you intend to use the dirt for to the spirit of the person in detail so that they know what you intend. If they object, you will know. You may feel queasy, uneasy, or downright jumpy. You may never hear... You may... Blah, 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 blah. Oh, you may even hear a no in your mind if the spirit wants to be perfectly clear. This can let you know they are not willing. If they do not communicate negatively with you, you may proceed. If the spirit does not want to cooperate in the spell, you will know you need to choose a different grave. Fourth, make certain to bring monetary... Uh, that word again that Steph can do and I cannot. <laughs> Ordinances? <laughs> no, the other one. Recon. Yeah, that one. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and gifts for the one whose grave you plan to use. If the person was known to you, bring something you know they would enjoy. Flowers, chocolate, a uh, favorite treat, hard liquor, wine, etc. If the person is unknown, use your best judgment. Also bring coins, typically bringing 13 copper pennies, silver coins, etc. as acceptable for most spirits. Now, if you are a Canadian witch, your problem is might be that you cannot get a hold of pennies. I know this sounds odd to some people, but Canada does not have pennies anymore. <laughs> yeah, I stole a whole bunch of mics. He has pennies. Um, but yeah, so if you're a Canadian witch and know what I'm talking about, <laughs> and don't have access to pennies like Steph does. Um, silver is fine as well. Or just any other choices if you want. Like liquor or anything else that has been... Um... Liquor is my favorite offering. Fifth, uh, be certain to remove the sod first and set it aside. This indicates any weeds and grass from the area of the grave where you plan to collect the dirt. 
Using your hands, only scoop aside the top few inches of dirt. After that, you may collect the dirt a few inches down into the grave. Fill a small bag with dirt from the grave. Snack size or sandwich size Ziplocs are ideal for this, as you can write the name of the deceased on the bag. Specificity. Add your gifts to the hole, then bury them by refilling the hole with the soil you removed and retop the area with the clots of sod you removed first. Finally, uh, be certain to thank the spirit for their dirt and for agreeing to work with you in your magical endeavors. Be specific in how thankful you are for their assistance and let them know that you are honored by their assistance and that you need them and that you respect them for your... Okay, let's try this again. Be specific in how thankful you are for their assistance and let them know that you are honored by their assistance and that you respect them for their assistance. For malicious uses, it is suggested for waiting until the graveyard dirt is actually needed before collecting it. Uh, there are many varied uses uh, for carrying... I got that right, yeah. Uh, for carrying a small bit of graveyard dirt when you or with you, or for creating a spell using graveyard dirt to work with your magic. Carry graveyard dirt from a parent or loved other loved one's grave as protection. Graveyard dirt may be used to connect with the spirit of one lost. Graveyard dirt from a doctor's grave used in a spell to assist with healing. Use graveyard dirt from a young child's grave to help protect other children. I just got a shiver down my spine. No fucking children ghosts for me, please. A graveyard dirt from a murdered person used in spells to bring harm to those who have harmed you or your loved ones. Here is another one. Uh, use graveyard dirt to create goofers dust. Uh, use graveyard dirt and personal items or physical representations placed in a puppet to control the effect on the target of the spell. Use graveyard dirt from a lover or spouse to bring a new love to you. Use graveyard dirt from a wealthy person's grave to draw riches to you. <laughs> As with any spells, the will of the witch or the intention of the witch and the purpose behind their magic will guide the needs of the spell. Spells crafted to use gra graveyard dirt are ancient by the very nature. Hoodoo practitioners, root workers, and witches have been using them for ages. A lot of this repeats itself, so I'm just... I also found that within my searching for everything online, I noticed that gra uh, like there is graveyard dirt, but then there is also dirt magic, um, and I am going to do those as or one of us will do those as two separate topics um, to not confuse them. Good idea. Yes. Um, there's some also on just regular graveyard magic. Um, so this is from, <coughs> I'm going to find it, this last little bit. And I wanted to put this in um, because it was, I found it important. Um, this is from groveandgrotto.com, where we find a lot of our good stuff. It is Know the Rules. Um, they are there are mundane rules and occult rules for working in cemeteries. First, the mundane rules, because we did not talk much about the mundane rules. Um, these will usually be posted at the entrance, especially in newer and commercially maintained burial grounds. 
The mundane rules should also be obvious to anyone with a trace of manners and common sense. Don't litter. Don't plant or bury anything. Don't vandalize graves. Don't disturb mourners or memorial services. Open flames and glass um, may also be prohibited for safety reasons. Very old and historic cemeteries sometimes restrict grave rubbings in the interest of conservation. But normally it's not against the rules to take paper rubbing of an interesting stone or marker. Observing visiting hours is a very important consideration for graveyard witches. These are not always posted. In many places, cemetery hours are covered by state laws or local ordinances. The laws are on the books, and you're just supposed to know to leave at sundown. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking up in, in Ontario anyways, well, where we are from, the city we're in. Um, a lot of them is like 8 a.m. till sunset. Yeah. So this says, unfortunately, it is usually illegal and bad luck, some say, to be hanging around in a cemetery after dark. Some witches and ghost hunters rely on their stealth powers to get around this rule. But I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, I wouldn't either. No. Uh, There's still a lot of ignorance about the craft. Uh, Caretakers may may not be able to tell the difference between an itinerant witch and the ordinary vandal. Or may not care. Cemetery owners and neighbors will call the police if they catch you there at night. Nothing kills a magical buzz like a criminal trespassing charge. It's true. It's true. (laughs) That's actually in the writing, though. I love that. (sighs) Uh, (laughs) At night, you you also at night you also run a greater risk of encouraging or sorry, encountering living people who are up to no good, drug dealers. uh, furtive sex and goth kids drinking wine coolers. <laughs> <laughs> My God, we were those goth kids drinking wine coolers. Yeah, but we never hung out in the cemetery at night or had sex in the cemetery. Like <laughs> Jesus, there's just something you don't do. Exactly. Here's the dead turn you on. Don't fuck on someone's grave. I may have some strong feelings. <laughs> Just slightly. <laughs> oh. They might even try to read you some vampire poetry. Not oh cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I miss those days. <laughs> Uh, the mundane rules are easy enough, but what about the magical ones? Um, that's where it gets complicated. As human beings, we don't know very much about death, and we've had so- and we've had thousands and thousands of years to make crap up. There are about a billion superstitions involving graveyard uh, visits. Here are some. So these are superstitions. Don't point at graves or photograph them. This rule probably gets broken the most. (laughs) I told you. Uh, Say sorry when stepping over a gravesite. This is observed 100% of the time in Irish cemeteries. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, the rules are broken. (laughs) These are just superstitions. I broke so many. (laughs) 
<laughs> We're only in the first two! I broke so many. <laughs> it is bad luck to wear anything new to a cemetery, especially shoes. Don't whistle in a graveyard or you tempt death. Oh, good. I can't whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving coins on a grave is a token of respect. Don't yawn near a grave or growths could get inside your body. Oh, damn. <laughs> Have I been possessed this whole time? <laughs> Smelling roses when there are none around is a sign that a benevolent spirit is nearby. The person who takes something from a graveyard will return more than he took. Those are all that I have. Um, okay. It says, as silly as some of these adages are, are sound, there is a grain of occult wisdom in most of them. However, don't assume that they apply in all cases. Every cemetery is different. Different earth energy, different spirits, and different customs mean different rules for the magic worker. The... Only constant rule is respect. Respect for the dead is paramount while working in graveyards. If you behave like an ass with your actions or your intentions, you might or may not suffer some unpleasant consequences. Most likely, you will just find that the gates of magic are closed to you, to you there while you are while you are there. Um, listen harder. <clears throat> So this is another part where I was speaking about earlier. So every graveyard has a guardian. Uh, this is true without exception. Uh, the guardian is a presiding spirit who watches over the boundaries and entrance of the site. The guardian is like the bouncer at a nightclub, basically. <laughs> you won't get very far without checking in with the entity. Uh, so follow the dress code and try not to gate 86. Tradition has it that the guardian is the spirit of the first person buried in the cemetery who is bound to stay behind and watch over it. In the past, communities would sometimes try to cheat the curse by burying an animal or vagrant in the first plot. Mm. <clears throat> Cemetery guardians uh, have a lot of jobs. They are largely responsible for setting the energetic tone of the site. They help control what entities can enter the ground or stick around. They work with the caretakers and visitors to maintain uh, the place physically also. Sometimes cemetery guardians will set up a collaboration with a local sorcerer or a priest or priestess who works there often. If a graveyard you visit has been claimed in this way, you'd be wise to treat, tread lightly and keep your magic compatible with theirs. Open feeling peaceful cemeteries have guardians that welcome visitors. Haunted, forlorn and forbidden burial sites have guardians that don't care for human company. The guardians will ensure that you know which is which. They will also give you hints and nudges about the types of magic their domain supports. They may send you somewhere else if it's not a good match. Remember that you are in their space. Respect it. Developing a relationship with the guardian or guardians is one of the best things you can do for your graveyard magic. It is much better than just tromping through the gates with your candles and sticks and bones and expecting all the energies to fall into place for you. So introduce yourself. The first time you visit the graveyard, pause at the entrance and share your energies and intentions with the guardian or guardians. Take in some of the energy of all the place of the place in exchange. 
see if you like the vibes. Collaboration is a two-way street after all. So this is what I spoke about. Again, I spoke about earlier. It is the oldest, usually the oldest entity in the graveyard. Sometimes it's not. Um, but I would take, if it was me personally, I would take not only offerings for the grave in which you are trying to commune with, but for the guardians as well. All the time. Not just when you've made a good connection with them or anything like that. You can always put a little, you know, drop a little bit of your whiskey or wine or whatever at the gates or one of your coins at the gates, and I'm sure they would be quite pleased. Uh, it is not a bad idea to ask permission to enter or bring an offering to show you're not a threat. Once inside, open your super special magical antennae senses and see if there's anything you'd like done, they'd like done around the place. Picking up trash is almost always a welcome contribution. Perhaps there's a neglected area that needs visiting. Sometimes there's a spirit with something to say or a bit of, uh, or a bit of energetic cleanup to be done somewhere. It only takes a few minutes and then you can get on with your whatever it is you want to do. And then we've already gone through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I want to put a quick PSA out there um, with Graveyard Dirt. I'm going to, maybe this is just me and Brooke's opinion, but don't buy it online. Just don't do it. It is, that is such. Bad juju, and I see it on sale all the time, and I'm just like, why? A, it could just be dirt they found on the ground. B, you don't know who um, graves dirt that you're getting. And it's also just a lot more cheaper. Uh, it's a lot cheaper to just get it yourself um, for free. Well, Minus the offerings that you would do or give. And I would like to put this out there. If you are a witch that is struggling and can't buy liquor or you're an underage witch and can't buy liquor, you can always first sit just outside the graveyard and have kind of a conversation with the, the uh, guardians of the place and see what and, you know, have a little conversation. And see what they'll take um, instead. But there's also, you know, flowers. You can pick them out of your garden. Um, I'm pretty sure that if you're like, hey, I'm an underage witch and I can't drink, but here's a little grape juice to pretend to be wine. I'm sure they're okay with that. It's all about your intentions. Intention and be respectful and be safe and follow not only the mundane rules, but the spiritual ones as well. There are many other things. Like I said, I just got from, I think it was like five or six websites, but there are books on it. There are other people's opinions on it. If you are a witch and you are in a witchy community other than listening to our podcast, you can ask other practitioners and kind of get what they say about it. Um, you can make your own decisions. If you think that uh, cinnamon is going to work in the spell instead of graveyard dirt, that's the spirit that you're working with or the goddess or whatever that you're working with or the universe in general that you're working with telling you that that is okay. Um, um, so I get very heated about this. You do not... Witchcraft is not only one way to do something 
And Steph and I will say that very often. Um, when I say something about something like the other one of the earlier podcasts when we were doing the honey jars, you can put whatever in that honey jar that you feel drawn to. You don't have to go with what I've said or what Steph said on the podcast. And our feelings won't be hurt. Yeah. Um, so it turns out graveyard dirt is not super expensive. Just looking on like looking on Etsy. Um, but again, I would be cautious. Yeah, something just boils my blood when they say so this one person is selling I don't know if you guys have heard the ghost story uh, of the Italian bride. Nah. Very tragic story. Um she is buried in a cemetery where you can also find the graves of um, such chilling people as um, Al Capone, Dion O'Banion, and notorious Chicago mobsters. Yeah, um, but I guess they. She's a bride. She's a, a bride who uh, met a very tragic end, and this person collects graveyard dirt from her, and also seems to have graveyard dirt from Jeffrey Dahmer on sale. So. I mean, be cautious. Do what you you feel is right. Jeffrey Dahmer. I love how that was your ending piece on that. Um, I would like to second with Steph. Um, if you're buying or think of buying online, and I don't know if this is the popular opinion or the unpopular opinion, but I'm going to give my opinion anyway because you're listening to us. I wouldn't necessarily go for something online. And I'm not saying that there aren't legitimate people online selling graveyard dirt, but there are some people and you don't know if they were respectful or if they were rude or if they got permission to be in that graveyard from the spirits. So I would just do your own and be safe and know that you got the permission from that spirit and that guardian and and kind of go from there um again if you are a witch and you can't get to a graveyard because of everything going on um use your best judgment in whether or not you should be using alternative methods but if you need graveyard dirt and can't get at it and it's in a spell you want to make i would just say that's probably the universe telling you that you shouldn't be doing that spell at this time as well like you've you've got to look at the everything going on because i i am a firm believer that if you are meant to do something it shouldn't you shouldn't get roadblocks um like, I mean, you can get one or two roadblocks, but if every time you're going to try to do something, there's a, a, there's a block in your way to do it, then maybe you shouldn't be doing it. That's, that's safe to say. And if graveyard dirt, the thought of it, turn, turns your stomach or your nose, then don't, don't utilize it. I don't have any at the moment. Um, because I haven't really connected with any of the graveyards in our area, um, since I've been a re-practicing witch. Um, and so I just don't use it, but I don't normally do spells at the moment that require it. So that's just my thing. But not saying that I wouldn't like to have some graveyard dirt on hand, but I'm going to be respectful when doing so. 
Just True. don't do it. Just don't do it. Um, so I know it was kind of a heavy episode, uh, friends. Um, but I also want to remind you guys of our contest. Please get your true spooky stories in. Brooke has set a, a final date because I forgot to do so. So please have it in by June uh, 22nd. And uh, don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and follow us on TikTok. And don't forget, you can email us with anything going on, and we'll be helping hand, ear, I guess, instead of hand. Uh, we are at truenorthwitches at gmail.com. Uh, on Facebook, True North Wishes. Also on Twitter at True North Witches. Instagram at True North Witches. <laughs> and TikTok at True North Witches. Yeah, we're just at True North Witches for everything, friends. Um, that is true. Uh, we also have a YouTube. I'm still working on, I mean, again, we're getting the episodes out quicker than I can make introductions for them. So um, I'm still working on getting some introductions up and things like that but we have the youtube page again you can email and one of us will get back to you also again don't forget that the contest ends the 22nd i get in any of your spooky creepy odd type of stories Uh, it doesn't have to be just a ghost story but it can be odd um or um just just downright weird because um, if you don't tell, give us some some stuff, you're just gonna hear us ramble on about our problems for, for like an hour. <laughs> I mean, I've got a I've lot so many of ghost, ghost stories. Ugh. I've got ghost stories with you. I've got ghost stories with Nick. I've got ghost stories on my own. For yeah, um, I'm totally gonna talk about uh, my old uh, daycare that I worked at. It's not like my the first time. Um, but I believe that is all we have for you this episode. Um, but if you need anything from us, uh, give us a a message, a shout, an email. Yeah, something like that. Yep. Uh, Stay safe. Let us know. Stay safe. Uh, definitely uh, in this time. I know it doesn't have to be a professional ear, but sometimes just. A third party is sometimes the best uh, ear that you can give. It doesn't even have to be, like I said, it doesn't have to be witchy. It can just be, you know, letting yourself out to uh, a a third party stranger is sometimes uh, the best. Um, But uh, we will definitely see you in the next episode.